0: Hey, if you want to make a difference in your life, it's not these big, huge, altruistic change things that have to happen. It's drink a little bit more water. Give yourself five minutes a day to relax. Write down what you're grateful for and add all these little components together to get a major one or 2% effect of being better every day. So as you move forward, you're like, oh, wow, look at the changes I've made. The scariest part about all that is when people start getting better, they're getting better. They're not. Better meaning if they're sick, be it psychological or physical, and they start feeling better and say they're at a negative 100, and we get them to negative 50, and they're not at zero. They're like, "I'm better." Like you are, but you're not even at zero yet because they don't know what feeling great is about.
1: Hey everybody, my name is Josh Remini. I am the pharmacist that prescribes drugs by giving people health and wellness tips, tricks, hacks to moving their health from maybe not so good to vibrant. Follow along if you're ready to go beyond the pills. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Beyond the Pills. Today, we're going to talk with a new friend of mine that I just recently met I was recording my professional talk, my signature talk on Beyond the Pills for pharmacists. And my speaking mentor had us all go to a breakfast in Clearwater. And this is where I met my new friend, Sean Huber, who is a certified high-performance coach with High Performance Institute. He's also a certified hypnotherapist. so I'm excited to hear more about that. He is also the founder of Structured Freedom. It's a transformational coaching company that guides people to connect their body and their mind together for becoming a healthier person. Hello, Sean. What's up? Thanks for having me, Josh. Appreciate you oh, here. This is fun. When I read your whole bio, because I didn't see it all when we had met at our breakfast, I love all of it. I love everything. So we have some like common threads to talk about. We're both cancer survivors. We were both not given much of a chance to have children. Right. Um, And we both love this body-mind connection and what we do with it. And so for me, I feel compelled to do it to others. This is why I do it for a living as a certified functional medicine provider, as looking in consciousness medicine and really working on this for most of my, my last life. So let's dig into it. Tell people a little bit about who you are, your little bit of your why. Uh, and we'll talk.
0: Yeah, definitely. So right now I live in a place called Safety Harbor, Florida, which is near Clearwater, Tampa. It's on the West coast of Florida. I was born in like a really small town in Western Massachusetts. And my dad worked for IBM. We call it i been moved. So he had an opportunity to move to the East coast of Florida with a job promotion. So my entire family moved down there. So I went from a town of 2000 to a high school of 2000. So I got introduced to all different kinds of things really fast. And because of that, I got involved in figuring out how to keep myself, first of all, healthy. But the main thing was I started high school really young, like 13. So I was small. I got picked on. So I started working out. And back then, not everyone who was young was going to a gym. So I'd ride my skateboard to the gym, work out. And I got to be around a lot of older people because of that. And it gave me access to all different types of things like, oh, my God, look, the kind of weight they're lifting and you're supposed to take these protein shakes. And back in the day, there was a company called Metrics and had these disgusting bars and another stuff called hot stuff. So I was in the forefront of all these pre-workout drinks and protein powders. And the cool thing about all that is I just started getting more and more interested in this type of, quote, science. And when I finished high school, I wanted to get into becoming a physical therapist. And what happened with that is they're like, sorry, you don't have a 4.0 and you're a white guy, so we're not taking applicants right now. I had an associate's degree, went to FAU for their exercise science and wellness program. The problem with that, it was in business and it was pre-med. So I'm like, I'm going in as a junior slash a little bit further ahead, but the classes I need are going to be in a year and a half or two because I missed it, being that I wasn't in there since my freshman year. So I'm like, this isn't for me. So I went to massage therapy school and that was actually harder than college. I mean, the anatomy and physiology was taught by this crazy RN who was just, you're going to know this stuff in and out. And that's when I really got introduced to this mind body connection. So our instructor who taught us how to do massage, it was funny. He was a biker, (laughs) old guy. He's (laughs) like, listen, you're going to get permission to touch people. There's only two guys in the class and most are women. He goes, as a guy, you got to be very aware of muscle memory. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, he goes, listen, our brain isn't just the only area of our body that holds memory. So traumatic events can happen to people like a woman could have been raped or injured some way that was out of her control. So you have to ask permission. And when you start working on someone's body, you may trigger emotions that they're not ready to handle. So I want you to be ready to handle these things. So I'm like, interesting. And what would happen is when you're working with someone, you sink into their rhythm of breathing to make them relaxed. You're using essential oils that can stimulate or relax their entire body and their brain function, which I thought was really cool. So from there, I got involved working for Gold's Gym, doing nutritional stuff, which was a farce because there were all these crazy pills they're trying to make a lot of money on. I wanted to help people out. So it didn't work out well. That moved me from Florida to North Carolina. My dad, again, I've been moved up to North Carolina, which worked out well. I got into personal training when I was doing massage because so many people were asking me like, how do you get in shape and do this? I'm like, hey, this could be a huge moneymaker. Now I was tending bar, doing massage and personal training. So I was hurting people, helping people and making them feel better all at once. So it was a great combination, right? Like it was one of those crazy things where I started to realize this huge connection was going on. Why would people come work out? because they had an appointment. Okay, well, why do the other people work out? And the average person coming into a gym was one time a week only. And they're hoping people don't show up. That's where they make their money. My thing was, how do I get people to come in on their own? So as I'm doing personal training, I get cancer. Now, here's the crazy part. A year before, one of my clients and a friend of mine is a urologist. I'm like, yo, man, do you mind taking a look at this? He goes, sure. So one of my testicles was getting larger. He goes, maybe you have a seal where you pinched it doing squats or something. He goes, you'll be fine. We'll check it out. Don't worry about it. A year later, I go in for the surgery because that's when I had time. In the middle of the surgery, he had to walk out with his staff because he saw it was cancerous. And I knew the staff. And At that time, I was married to my ex-wife and he had to tell her. And when they wake me up, he goes, hey, I've got something serious to tell you. I'm like, okay, what is it? And he goes... What you thought we thought was this was actually not that. You have cancer. And I'm like, okay. And I I basically say, shit happens. What do we do next? And he goes to my ex. Did he hear what I said? I'm like, I heard <laughs> exactly what you said. I have no control over this. This was December 19th because it was my grandmother's birthday. Christmas Eve, we get in for the CT scan. He's like, you'll be fine. Now, normally you get a CT scan, you go in, you got to wait. I knew in an hour after they were done. He's like, you're 3C, almost stage four cancer. Your lymph nodes, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And he basically pulled me aside. I should have, we should have taken action on this a year ago. It would have been an easy fix. So I'm like, again, what are we going to do? So my dad went in full freak mode, which I'm glad he did. We got in touch with Larry Einhorn, Lance Armstrong's doctor. Funny thing was, I read the book a week before I got diagnosed. His so book, I'm like, lands yeah, on his book. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. like, dude, it's crazy. So I get meet Larry Einhorn's He's this little dude. He's like, I'm going to kill you to save you. I lost 40 pounds. And as I was going through it, they gave the protocol to UNC, which we were in Chapel Hill, North Carolina at the time. And I got signed copies for all my oncologists. They're like, so cool, man. Like, this is great. And as I'm going through infusion for testicular cancer, it's not like once a week, it's five days, six days in a row, eight hours at a time. So I was still trying to work. And they're like, you can't go to work if we're going to do this. I'm like, well, we're going to figure this out. So I go through and everything happens and I start eating the way I eat. I'm taking my supplements and they're like, you can't take that. It's going to interfere with their blood work. I'm like, I don't give a shit. I'm doing this. Like, this is the way I do life. Deal with it. Working with a naturopath at the time. She was a ex Duke university nurse, saved tons of people through cancer. So we're doing both protocols. They go, why do you have so many doctors? I go, what do you mean? He goes, there are tons of doctors around you and not oncologists only. I'm like, those are my clients. They're like, what? I said, the head of the hospital, head of the entire department is a client of mine. So are his sons. This guy, this guy, they're like, wow, you really know what you're doing. I'm like, my job is to help out these stressed out people feel better. Go through it. They pull me aside when I'm done. I'm in remission. They go, we want to talk to you. I said, why? They go... One, you had both types of cancer, what we've never seen. Two, you have zero scar tissue. What did you do differently? So we created a new protocol for that cancer at that hospital, which is crazy to think that I fought them. Now they want to talk to me. So that's what really happened there. And then fast forward, because of the whole situation, that relationship ended, started a new relationship with the wife I have now. My mom goes, hey, did you tell her you can't have kids? I'm like, yes, mom. <laughs> so we get married. And I say, hey, what do we got to lose? I create a whole protocol because you can't be on any testosterone to supplement. So you have to be on all kinds of other stuff, but you're exhausted. So I had to go see a freaking psychiatrist because my normal doctor wouldn't give me what I wanted, which was either Ritalin or Adderall, because I couldn't consume coffee all day long to keep my energy levels up. I go in and she's like, wow, that's a crazy protocol, but it makes total sense. She goes, you still got to come see me once a month. We talked about her husband. Nothing in what I could help him with with, through coaching stuff. I just had to go through the protocol of it. I go through that. My wife gets pregnant in November. We got married in June. I call up my parents and say, hey, you're going to be grandparents again. And they go, did you get a new puppy? I'm like, you serious? (laughs) Like straight up, my grandfather goes, you sure it's not your roommates? I'm like, come on. Because I didn't have a roommate. It was just one of those things where they were like shocked. Amazing pregnancy. But they also said you got to not do any testosterone supplementation until 12 weeks to make sure it catches. I'm like, okay, great. That goes amazing. Then as I'm doing personal training, I get into coaching because I want people to get better results to show up on their own. And what I figured out is like what I did, could this help other people? I helped five women who were struggling getting pregnant, not me physically helping them, but giving them a protocol where they all got pregnant. And it was about relaxing the mind so the body can create this perfect situation. If you look at the animal kingdom, if there's a lot of stress going on overpopulation, not enough food or water, animals don't produce. They just won't. And in people, it's the same thing. If you're stressed out, you're not going to get pregnant. The crazy part is people go who can't get pregnant, go to adopt. They adopt and they get pregnant. It's because they relaxed and they're not trying to anymore. So it's all a thought process that taps into how your hormones are being balanced in your body. Started getting into coaching, have my clients doing some amazing, crazy things from winning in gold you know, medals to not being afraid to fall down in their 80s, which was one of the best things that I got to see where a guy was in his 80s, got to play soccer outside with his grandchildren. He was too afraid of falling. So we have our daughter. I'm not wanting to get up at 5 o'clock every morning and then staying at work till 8, I was missing out. Plus, I maxed out how much I could make. So I got into coaching full-time. We moved to California, worked for an amazing coaching company. My wife ran their programs. They did exceptionally well. And we're like, it's time to do it for ourselves. So we left there, found our way to the West Coast of Florida. Love it here. In the meantime, I blew out my quad tendon on my left knee in a Tough Mudder race, which I should have listened to myself. Got that repaired. Then, because of how heavy I lifted when I was younger, had to have my right hip replaced. And people are like, what did you do to your body? And the strength that all of us have is also our biggest weakness. I pushed myself physically beyond what I should have been doing with mental strain. Now, that can do amazing things in our lives and business, but when we go too far, we go from being passionate about something into an obsession. And we then stop listening to what's actually going on and we cause the most damage. So I got into this coaching thing when we were life coaches, and I had some clients who went and I was going to a lot of Brendan Burchard events who basically started this high performance coaching, a lot of science based behind it. They're like, Hey, you need to get trained in this. You'd love it. I'm Like, okay, finally, I did been certified through him for over six years. It's a great process to follow along. I do my own adaptation to it now, where I added in the hypnosis portion of it, which I got about two and a half years ago. And what I found is I call it the mental mechanics. Mm -hmm. A lot of times people are wanting to fix their mindset and do all these things. And I'm like, listen, you're fighting against a lot of things you have actual control over and are not realizing how much it's influencing the negative side of who you are. Meaning if your hormones are out of balance, your gut health is out of balance, you're not sleeping correctly, you're dehydrated, you're not eating correctly, All these things have a huge impact on inflammation and the way in which your brain's gonna function correctly. My big thing is, why do you talk to yourself the way you talk to yourself? Why do you do what you do in the morning? Why do you do what you do in the afternoon throughout the day? And most people have picked up habits because of people they've been around. It's not their fault. It's just their brain from zero to 10 is a sponge. They pick up the way they feel about their sexuality, the way they feel about their money stories, the way they feel about their religion, and they don't have a say in it. It's what they're watching, what they're listening to, and what they're mimicking. None of it's wrong and none of it's right. It's just it is what it is. As they start moving along in life, they may want to change things or look at things differently, and they're wondering why it's so difficult to do this. So, for example, there are a lot of people who have much, much knowledge about these types of things but they don't know how to get their message out there. They're afraid that people are going to think they're a fraud or they can't do the technology right. They can speak exceptionally well about their genius. But when it asks to have someone work with them, their confidence goes completely away and you can hear it in the tone of their voice. So the subconscious, which I learned, can pick up those slight variations in vibration. It can pick up eye contact, posture, tone, yep. authentic feeling and it's not that the person's doing this consciously but they're like eh, they're not a good fit for me and granted not everyone is for everyone, I get it but when you ask someone to take a look at themselves you start to realize that they put everyone else first a lot of times before they take care of themselves and we have to create this balance within who we are that without our health, mental and physical and spiritual or energetic however you want to look at it we have nothing to give anyone. We can't have a job. We can't be around to be the best of who we are. But a lot of people are like, well, that's selfish for me to take care of this. I'm like, but if you're not around, you can't be a parent. You can't be a spouse. You can't be a brother or daughter, father or mother. You can't be anything. And most of the time, we're so afraid to go to a doctor that we wait so long like I did. And now it's more of I want people to think about how they can work with themselves to do this more preventatively. You'd be shocked at how many people don't know their blood pressure, even their blood type, what sleep actually does for them. All these products that are out there that could help them because a doctor will tell, well, that doesn't work. Well, that's a placebo effect. Well, you got to take this. And I'm like, do you know where most pharmaceuticals come from? They come from plants that were then synthesized to do something differently. Yeah, it fits, but it's got some jagged spikes when it's trying to connect with us where not everything is for everyone. And there's so much information on the internet. It's like, oh, says Fishwell, says this, says that. And you're going, what? where do I start? And that's where talking to an expert really gets rid of all that excess noise. So what I tell people is, listen, if there's something you're really passionate about in life, follow someone who's already done it, do it their way, then modify it afterwards. But make sure that you got the basics down so you can enjoy this process and not be so freaked out about it. Because there are tons of people out there with amazing knowledge who couldn't make a dime if they had to because they don't know how to work in that area and they get discouraged. So I've watched this you know, for years and people will go, well, what does all this mean? I said, we're always selling ourselves or a our service to someone or something. And we have to be confident in who we are, not what we do. But most people don't know who they are. You got to know what you do and who you are and how you're going to go out there and share it with the world because we're not taking anything with us except our memories and our knowledge. And it's better to spread that to everyone, be it in a video or in a book or something, because that's where all this information can be passed down. So that's the start of all this.
1: I'm writing so many notes. The start and the end and the beginning is I'm just recapping in my mind how many similarities are has have gone because oh, it's
0: huge. My,
1: I'm a cancer survivor, right? I had a 50% less chance just living. And then I did the same approach. It was like I was 16 years old and misdiagnosed with lupus, and they gave me prednisone and sent me away, and then my bones got really. Really, 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 really hurting. And my leukemia was so advanced that my bones were expanding. So my jaw locked up, my femurs, it was excruciating. And then I got a second diagnosis from one of my family friends. And she said, get a second opinion. I got it. They found leukemia. And then they induced me for 91 days in the hospital of an induction. And it just blasted me out. Oh, yeah, it's insane. And then I left at this height, 5'10 and 109 pounds coming out of the hospital in 91 days. It was like my summer break because I ended up going back to school. And I missed missed half of the first semester at 16. So I would have been a junior in in high school. And I still passed. Like I was just... I did the same thing you did. It was like, I'm getting goosebumps the whole way down. I'm just writing all these notes. Because to me, you could choose to feel like a victim and let that thing just take you. But it was like every week, chemotherapy, radiation, had spinal taps, all that. And it was just like, do what you got to do. Let's do it. You know? And the crazy
0: part is you get people so... The doctor that I worked with is actually a client of mine, my oncologist. And I worked with her son. She goes, I can't work with you anymore because you're too close to me. And I watched how she would come to the gym just so stressed out because all these people are dying. And we're on the same floor as pediatrics were back then, oncology. And I go, dude, the parents are worse than these kids. The kids aren't bad. It's the parents. They have no control. They freak out. They scream. They holler. Then I got someone in there for lung cancer, throat cancer is bitching that they got to go outside to smoke a cigarette. I'm like, are you serious? (laughs) Then they got an inmate that's locked with handcuffs to his bed while they're doing infusion. I'm like, do you honestly think this guy's going to get up and run away? It is moronic protocols that people do and they have to follow. And it's like, can we just make this experience how terrible it is the best for each person? So the cool thing about what you're talking about being infusion, I actually do hypnosis with for free with clients who have cancer that are friends of mine or that someone recommends. They put their headphones on when they're in the fusion room and we go through hypnosis.
1: Yeah, I want to talk about that. a little It is so cool. Yeah, that that stuff's piquing my curiosity because I have studied many modalities of health and wellness in my time, but that is not one of them. So I want to dig into that a little bit. But our stories are very similar too. I got through chemotherapy, radiation and all that. And they're like, you're probably not going to have kids because you didn't store your little boys. And the same story is the mind body thing is so real. Like I take what you do is like my lens is functional medicine, right? And so I teach people, I say functional medicine gets people pregnant, right? Go through the mind, the body. You and I are similar in that spirit or energetic space as well. And when you connect, both my kids were conceived on vacation. I already don't. I relax. <laughs> I know exactly when they were conceived because we were down to this level, right? We had started the business two weeks after we got married. The first business, the right. pharmacy, the brick and mortar. We didn't know how to be married. We didn't know how to communicate, and we started a business that we had no idea what we were doing. And then we waited. We waited. Two thousand eight. It was like six years before we. Decided we were going to have kids because we wanted to do the right thing, right? Yep. We need to have funds. We need to do this. <laughs> so we weren't really planning our kids at that time. And they were awesome surprises because we were like, yes, my wife, it was funny. I remember this. It was kind of like this. It was like, maybe we should start having, and I'm pregnant. And then the second one is, maybe we should start maybe thinking about having a second, and I'm pregnant, right? That was right. how it was for us. And I know people have a lot of harsh things, and I'm not. Discounting how hard it is. But the point was, is the beginning, her OBGYN was like, All right, we got to test Josh. I actually got like a text message or an email is like, You need to make your appointment with the fertility guy. And I'm like, What are you doing over here? I'm like, We're just going to do it. Right. And we're going to figure it out. And so it was funny, even before the appointment, like we had gotten pregnant because functional medicine, when you get the body, the mind, and the energy all in balance, because that's what we're talking about here, we're in balance, is the body heals itself. It does what it wants. I always talk to my patients on that same spectrum of stress when they're trying to get pregnant, but they're stressed out and they're not managing their cortisol. Well, I just told them like this, all right, think of it from a survival perspective. You need to run from the tiger before you eat your food and digest it before you have babies. That's how you are Systematically. So I don't ever work on the sex hormones with my patients unless I've dealt with the cortisol and the stress levels. Exactly. There's definitely we got to get you here because you're going to chew up all that cholesterol. We had a cholesterol conversation earlier, but cholesterol is the building blocks for all the hormones. So if you're stressed, your cholesterol level is going to be high, but it's going to shunt to the stress hormones. Exactly. Before it's going to go to the thyroid hormones, before it's going to go to the sex hormones. So you can't successfully really balance sex hormones like estrogens and testosterone for men, unless you're up here. So it's that cascade. I talk to people about, oh, well, I got to balance my like, that's what fertility doctors, they just work down here, they work in that level. And it's like, but I can't get and so I've gotten people pregnant after they've failed on all the fertility. Oh, yeah, exactly. Because, because you're again, like, they didn't start in the right space. And so and that's, that's again, the whole
0: thing is. So I work with a naturopathic nutritionist right now. And the reason that I go to her is I had a heart attack a year ago. And they're like, how the hell did you have a heart attack? I'm like, I don't know. Same way. I didn't know how I had cancer. they are like, you eat healthy. You do this. They think it may be genetic. Who knows? I had two stints put in. Great. I wasn't feeling right. I listened to my body. We went to the ER. I was home in forty-eight hours. Like that's how quick this went. No more medications except an aspirin, and we're working on something for cholesterol right now, as you and I talked before this. But the thing that came down to it was: it doesn't matter how it and why. It's now what are you going to do? That's you the whole thing. Is, that's the thing, right? People, you can't go back, and that's, that's what people
1: rumination like, and then that worry piece. You said it before, and it's in my office. I have a little block in my office. You know, it is what it is. We can only be in the present moment. We can't worry about the future or the past. We can only work on what we can do today. And the thing
0: is, the craziest part about this is people go through these things and then you have an opportunity right then. What are you going to do with it? So I went to one of those things where you walk around a track for cancer, right? Whatever. I can't remember the name of it. And I get there and I get in line because they have food for survivors. And people are like, what are you doing in this line? This is for survivors. I'm like, I am. They're like, when? I go, three months ago, how do you look the way you look? You're in great shape. I'm like, what do you expect a cancer survivor to look like? Well, I found out as we go up to this buffet of fried chicken, mac and cheese, all these sugary foods. I'm like, do you people actually seriously eat this stuff? You've lived through something major that most people don't live through. Let's just get real. And now you're consuming all this stuff that actually feeds cancer. Did you not learn? From what you went through but no one's teaching that type of knowledge yeah,
1: this very synchronistic synchronicity here is like we sponsored a twenty-four thousand meter rowathon for cancer this past weekend and i rode you know on a team for twenty-four thousand meters and i hadn't rode in a while like fitness <laughs> is that right I, I work the mind and i move more than i do exercise and that's on my list of things to kind of move back into but long story short is now, I have the opportunity to work on this 24 Foundation board as a survivor, but also on that wellness side. Because right. when I went through cancer and chemotherapy, same thing eat whatever you want. Be- because when you're going, th- they're trying to not make you die. They're not right. really trying to make you live. Exactly. And That's so, so true. And so I'm so compelled to go from like this sickness model to this wellness, now healing model is all right, we got to get you breathing better. Do you know the statistics are if you breathe right, you can prevent cancer by 50% because cancer is in an anaerobic environment. It can't sure. live in oxygen. So exactly. we're not breathing right, let alone eating right. And it's like, yeah, just eat what eat what because when you're going through that therapy, you're taught, I'm sick. I don't have an appetite. I'm puking all the time. So just eat the milkshake, whatever tastes good right. versus starve cancer. So we can and that, thrive. That's, that's a huge people thing. People make that decision. That's okay. But I love having the little quick videos of like sickness versus wellness model. I say sick care, but it's really an allopathic traditional. Well, like if you're sick, you need to have help. But it's like, all right, sick care model says eat whatever you want. Well, care model says, let's starve the cancer to death and and go. And that's
0: what a friend of mine did. He was terminal and he started doing what's called, this is going to sound crazy, vegan keto diet. Seven day water fast every month with just water to starve the cancer. Then he eats three weeks of that vegan keto, complete remission.
1: There's clinics in Mexico still that, that literally. But here in the
0: United States, that's crazy. That's crazy. Like, why would you starve yourself? I'm like, I'm not starving myself you're starving cancer without using other chemicals that are going to destroy even the good cells too.
1: Yeah. I'm super excited that we're both on the good side of that thing and that we're advocating for the wellness piece because we need to thrive. Um, And then, so I'm excited because I get to work on this board and teach them all these things about, you know, how you can thrive post cancer survivorship and not just go back because that's what people do. They celebrate, right? The celebration is, well, let's go party because I'm alive, right? And it's like, well, sure. Congratulate, celebrate, celebrate the success, but let's teach them what you can do to thrive and not have, because it's a 50% likelihood they can develop another one. It's a huge number because of the genes. So now we're talking epigenetics. That's what I love to deal with as well is that thriving piece, not just for cancer, but for all chronic conditions is it's how do our genetics interact with our environment? That doesn't mean just what we put in our bodies. It's all aspects. And so I love that piece. Let's talk a little bit about this hypnotherapy thing you're doing. Okay.
0: I started doing this right when COVID was starting out, right, to get certified as a hypnotherapist because I wanted to add something unique to what I was doing as a coach. Because I realized people are needing to get out of their own damn way. It's just terrible. Their self inner talk was just destroying what we're doing. Oh, I have a money problem. I'm like, no, you have a value problem. So, me telling someone is not going to change it. Right. So I'm like, I want to check into hypnosis. A lady actually down the street from me is an international teacher. So I'm like, yes. We started doing it in person and via Zoom because of COVID. And we got to do the first time ever hypnosis over Zoom with headphones on. And it works exceptionally well because you're in your own environment as the client getting it. And you can record it and they can use it later. And you can add sound to it, all kinds of different things, which was great. Now, the subconscious. I thought I knew something about it. I didn't know hardly anything. So consciously, we can definitely think as an analytic person. There are a few motions. We're trying to figure things out, put it in their place, try to justify everything we're doing. Now, the subconscious that's doing thousands of things, heart rate, blood pressure, thinking. Do you honestly think when something's coming after you and you jerk out of the way, right? It's coming out your eye and you jerk out of the way that the brain goes, oh, look, something's coming. I need to move. No. That's the subconscious. The subconscious, all your emotions are there. It's protecting you as much as it can with what you've given it. So that's the key is what you've given it. Now, in between the subconscious and conscious are their filters. That's why I brought up how you were raised, the religion you were around, what you were taught. We call it childhood emotional programming, right? Right. Same thing. thing. Or so, trauma. You could call yeah, that All too. kinds of stuff. So with hypnosis, I really found it interesting that you can go back to an event and when I'm taking someone through I'm explaining that hey you're not going to cluck like a chicken and all that weird stuff you see on stage you're in full control I walk people through it takes about 35 40 minutes of explaining how hypnosis works showing them how they can be hypnotized explaining how we're usually in a hypnotic state even when we're awake how things are influencing us we're not aware of once you start telling people this they start noticing everything they freak out a little bit but you got to help them through that portion of it which is interesting then As you take them through the session and they relax, I go back to a time that they want to remove something traumatic or whatever it is they decide. It's not my decision. They go to that event. and I just remove the connection to the emotional side of it saying, hey, you went through this. Let's detach from it and take a 10-foot view from it and realize that if you didn't go through it, you wouldn't be where you're at. And there was a reason for it that you may not have known at that time. And you may not have been in total control or any control of that situation. So it's okay. And as you bring them back through up to present time, they realize they went through it, but they don't get that visceral racing heart rate or panic attack or depression about it. It's amazing. So now that happens. I took it a step further because I'm like, this law thing of attraction, okay. Thoughts become things, get it. Now I want to do something called dynamic hypnosis. And this guy named Jose Silva.
1: Yeah, I know the Silva
0: method. So you start using that to then move people forward on what's possible. I always ask the question, what if? And most people go the negative route because of how they're programmed. I'm like, but what if all these positive things? I'm just being realistic. I'm like, you've created your reality. That's why you're living where you're living. If you want to create a new reality, this is the way in which they can really push you further and farther if you want to. So like I said, the foundation of getting those other things out of the way of imbalances and hormones, lack of sleep. Those all interfere with our thought process. When we can get all that baseline stuff fixed, then we can exponentially grow and do whatever we want and have fun doing it as we're doing it. People talk about peak performance, they get ready for a race or some event and they build up all this and then they get to the top and they fall off on the bottom because they had nothing planned to move forward. My whole objective is to create new set points for people to create this, what we call charge life, this high performance way of living where I'm doing this to be better at what I'm doing already, not to slide back. And that's where a lot of people, if you've seen them where they win the lottery or something and they're broken five years, they didn't have the foundational pieces in the first place. So why do you think just because we give you something that you're going to continue to utilize it differently? You're going to utilize it the exact same way you're utilizing it right now. And I think that's where when we have this knowledge and say to people, hey, if you want to make a difference in your life, it's not these big, huge, altruistic change things that have to happen. It's drink a little bit more water. Give yourself five minutes a day to relax. Write down what you're grateful for and add all these little components together to get a major 1% or 2% effect of being better every day. So as you move forward, you're like, oh, wow, look at the changes I've made. The scariest part about all that is when people start getting better... They're getting better. They're not better. Meaning, if they're sick, be it psychological or physical, and they start feeling better and say they're at a negative 100 and we get them to negative 50 and they're not at zero, they're like, I'm better. Like, you are, but you're not even at zero yet because they don't know what feeling great is about. And so that's where once they get through the pain and they feel better. That's when the real work, amazing things happen. It's the preventative, it's the growth. But because they're away from the pain, they stop. Because I'm better. Successful people, that's when they double down. That's when they get more mentors. That's when they invest more in themselves because they realize they can even go further. And further isn't harder. Further is actually smarter. So I don't take, when I get sick, extra vitamin C. I take extra vitamin C so I don't get sick. Like I got COVID, I was sick for one day. That's it. People are like, well, you know, you had this underlying this and underlying that. I'm like, listen, I do what I got to do. This is my story. I'm not comparing it to yours. If you're interested in how and what I did before I even got it, I can explain it. If you're not, that's okay, too. This is my story. It's not your story. Granted, people die all the time and people survive all the time, too. What do you want to do with your life moving forward? If you're willing to do some amazing things, let me show you how I do it. So I do a five-day challenge. It's free. It's an hour a day for five days. I'm actually starting one on the 19th of this month. And how it works is I just want you to observe your life. Just observe it. And you're really like, whoa, I've never taken time to look at what I do. Do you know how many people do not have a hobby because they're too busy in life? And I'm like, how are you stimulating the creative side of your brain then? Well, you know, I don't have time for that. Until you get sick, till you can't go to work, till you're in the hospital. you got all the time in the world now. It's yeah, just I, a scary I, process I, that people don't think about. Again,
1: so many synergies. Because when you're talking about the hypnotherapy and diving into the subconscious space and releasing those emotional right. events, I'm literally reading a book right now on MDMA psychotherapy. Oh,
0: yeah. All that stuff is amazing. And
1: so MDMA, because I'm a big proponent of plant medicines and right. using psychedelic science to catch up with the ancient wisdom with the modern science but mdma is fast tracking to fda approval this year or next thanks to maps Wait,
0: what do you mean because we have MDMA in our system and it's a feel-good thing and if we just increase it more we could help you no people? no
1: the <laughs> mdma assisted psychotherapy has a 70 percent cure rate for yeah it's crazy ptsd that's been not what do they call it? Basically, you take all the drugs and you get nowhere. Those people have a 70% cure rate versus 30% with traditional psychotherapy and medications, 30% symptom improvement. So you're going from 30% symptom improvement to 70% cure, which means these are the severest of the severest PTSD. Right. So we're moving in this renaissance of understanding from all the I love how the universe works because hypnotherapy can do this meditation was Joe Dispenza's work can do this like we can do this subconscious work and get those emotions up out felt and then released because you said it everything we do is based on subconscious we blame others when they start spewing out and getting triggered and you're like you triggered me and it's like No, the words triggered you because of your childhood programming that you don't even know about,
0: right? And if you don't believe in it, you're going to believe in it. Because if you're out of the social realm of how we should react to something, then you're an outlier and there's something wrong with you. I did this crazy thing. There's a device called a newbie and a physical therapist that I know has it. And she was using it on me. And I'm like, what can you do with it? She goes, I can do vagal reset, nerve reset. I'm like, Mm -hmm. cool, let's do it. So I did it. And I'm laying in the room and she hooks it up, resets it. And then you do 15 minutes laying there and she leaves the room. I know what to expect and I can relax myself. But if someone doesn't know this, they're going to freak out because they don't know what to expect from it. So I said, hey, let's do something cool. So her husband's a physical therapist also. He hooked her up to the newbie, got it all set. I did hypnosis while she was under on this. She was like, that was the craziest cool thing. And that's where it's combining these different modalities, like the MDNA with hypnosis or the ketamine like there's all kinds of things there's microdosing of psilocybin there's all these things that people are like do you think you're walking in the office and it's going to be a rave no you're not taking a bunch of drugs with lights and yeah. the doctor's going to have some it's so clothes on it's people not well that.
1: that's because we're spending all of the energy now de-stigmatizing that anti-drug revolution right. because the psychedelic medicine's I'm so proud that I'm part of the new renaissance of this because it's part of my career. Now I did recreational psychedelics in college. So us probably did, you know, right. And it's a whole different thing. And so I love moving that. I just had the conversation. I love how you brought the hypnotherapy with this physical science of resetting the vagal nerve and stuff like that. I was having a conversation about doing these healing retreats with somebody and she's an energy master and she's like, I was at a healing retreat where they were using psilocybin and then I worked on them as they were coming out and I'm getting tingles now. She was like, they had this blissful, phenomenal coming out experience because you pulled another part in, right? Came from a different space and then looking at it from
0: all that stuff. So I'm working with a guy right now. He's one of my clients. He's done ayahuasca a bunch of times and he's a healer. But no one has created what he's creating, where it's a protocol before you do it, during it, and after. Yeah, that's a lot that's of what people. They, right there's now. nothing they can do. So he's created a huge program around like what you need to eat and how you need to breathe and exercise to get ready to cleanse. Then during it, and then afterwards, what do you do with all this information that's come it's to the you? Integration, yeah, yeah. And because he's a healer, he's like, there's so many people are asking me because they'll do one day or two day or three day. And they just want to leave. And he's like, what happens when someone's had a bad and don't know how to work through this? And they think it's then not for them. But the shaman's job is just to take you through the ceremony.
1: Yeah. Well, that's where the science is here now. It's funny, you like that. I'm I'm studying post-tribal shamanism right now. I'm actually okay, cool. be, uh hopefully being able to mentor with somebody because that's my completeness is sort of what I would call the new age medicine man, right? Right, Armesis yeah. yeah definitely. Turned functional turn.
0: I know human. a few, so I could maybe hook you up with them. So we'll see. Um,
1: <laughs> we'll talk after because that's probably a little far beyond the scope of this conversation. But yeah, it's interesting how we brought plant medicine into this mix, but I'm working on with somebody that same person and working on ways that we can create these healing retreats. Cause as these things become more accepted decrimmed and then now legal right, and right we're gonna have definitely. some legal there is absolutely i just want people to know this because they're probably like well, what are these guys talking about plant medicines and stuff this is like a thing for pharmacists and people that are just wanting to get off medicine it's like no this is real but the medicines these plant medicines we're using they're tools to unlock the things we were talking about to heal us, not right. People think medicine; they think I take the pill for the ill, right, and then it's I get not. better. So that's why that preparation—you have to get your mind, body, and spirit ready to receive. And there's the shamanistic journey component. Oh, to yeah, and you can't, you is,
0: can't modernize it too much because people want I to get. I also a quick want
1: fix. people to understand. There's lots of ways to do that. Maps right. is doing it, multidisciplinary psychedelic science, and there's also people doing it underground, which don't do that. Right, you know, We don't want people to go there, but that journey or ceremony that's in the clinic or it's in a shamanistic perspective, because a lot of people are doing that now, but then the real, real work is the integration afterwards, is having, oh, an, having yeah. someone that understands how to talk to you about integrating that out. And that's a very big skill set. I have a new book I sent one person and I'm going to dive into it at some point. It's like 400 pages, a brand new book called Psychedelic integration therapy. So there's that pre-work, during work, post-work. Exactly. People don't understand it. It's like, oh, the mushrooms fixed me. No, they, the mushroom didn't they, fix un- they unlock the tools that you didn't know you had.
0: That That's the craziest thing about this. So this is why I bring this up. I want to share with people, if you do not have the basic foundation before you go do those things, those things aren't going to give you the benefits that you need. Like you can't go back after you do something, eating fast food and drinking tons of coffee and partying, that's not the purpose of having just an experience. Okay, fine if you want to, but the reality of what we're talking about is to make you a better person.
1: Well, and we've been talking about this. So, like, yeah. for the most part is like the hypnotherapy. It doesn't stop with doing the session. It's like, what came up, right? Exactly. What are these things that are coming up? So, that's why this whole conversation is about the mind body connection. Yep. And I think you said it earlier. You just don't stop when you're better. Right. <laughs> it's an evolution forever. Like the stop piece is you are enlightened and you can go off into the astral plane because you no longer need to be here. That's what end for me is. So well, I, yeah, I
0: have people who always say, they're like, oh, I did that once. It didn't work. <laughs> okay. You're a yeah. different person. And again, I mean, we could talk for hours on all this stuff. For because sure, you're for right. sure. I geek out on these things constantly. My thing is, to spread this information as easily as possible so people can say, hey, you're on my path. Can we have a conversation? I'm like, definitely. Like, I talk to people. My big thing is, how do we do this, one, to feel better about ourselves? And two, how's it influence the other areas of our lives? And people are like, do you do business coaching? Yes, I do also business consulting. Where do you start? I start right here where we're talking about. I want you to get to know who you are better so you can be a better communicator with yourself before you start trying to get other people to do things that don't believe in you.
1: I always say, because part of my mentorship that I'm creating for pharmacists to move them to wellness, right? The beyond the pills mentorship is it's part business coaching, but it's really one of the pillars is do you first. Yes, exactly. Do you first in the sick care model of health? Like you can be a fat doctor who smokes and tell people to eat right and exercise. You totally can. I had pharmacy, I had pharmacy instructors that would be smoking cigarettes in the back, in between classes. If you allopathic physicians don't have to walk the walk of wellness, that one day on COVID, three months after your surgery, that's because you walked your walk. And so that's a big piece of the pillar for what we teach our professionals. So I'm trying to teach healthcare professionals to move towards wellness. And one of those pillars is You have to do you first. Exactly. You can't teach someone all these great supplements and not go, I know where they're for and how they're doing and I use them myself when it's appropriate. I always test me first, use me first because I want to get the experience, but also it's part of your life. This is one of the challenges we have in our pharmacies because a lot of our pharmacists and technicians, I love them to death, but they work in the pharmacy side, the sick care. I call it sick care model. And moving them to wellness is like, all right, you guys are complaining, you're stressed out, it's crazy. Are you doing your breathing? No, I'm too busy, right? We said it before. Yep. All right. Are you meditating? No, I, I don't know what to do with that. All, all right. Are you going out and just doing forest bathing in nature just so you can get yourself cool? Are you taking a five minute break just to walk? So right. I I forcefully now said every three months, you need to take an emotional break. You get one day off. And you go do something that's gonna calm your system down. Right. Because it's human nature, right? How many times do your clients go? I'm too busy. I can't do self-care. I'm I'm too worried about taking care of other people, right? <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I'm glad we brought all that up because so we gotta kind of wrap up here. How do people get a hold of you, Sean? Because I think you're doing some awesome stuff and your coaching and all the things you're doing is right up where humanity needs. We need guides like you.
0: So it's com is my website. Or if they go to StructuredFreedom.com, you'll see my wife because we work together. She does more of the business coaching side, exceptional on there. I'm on Facebook. My email is StructuredFreedom at gmail.com. Send me an email. The five day challenge is all over Facebook. I'll give you a link cool. that okay. people can go to it and sign up. I'm on Instagram. I'm on TikTok. I'm on LinkedIn. So it's Sean Huber. And they can find me there and I'll give you some links. I think I may have sent them over. Basically, I have free conversations with people. Free meaning they're not free. You have to invest your time with me and I'm investing with you. If I don't have a solution for you or I'm not the right person, I have thousands of connections. For anything and everything you can think about, we talked a few of those before we got on here... So that's the other thing is if I don't have the answer, I know I can find it or point you in the right direction with someone I know who can definitely help you. Because when people are searching for information, it's not our job to be everything to everyone. It's our job to say, hey, I know someone who's an expert. Here you go. And that's my big thing is I'm never afraid to refer people because I am not for everyone. But when people do work with me, they get crazy, crazy, crazy results, that would be a whole nother hour that we can talk about what people thought they were getting to what they actually got and how it changed their trajectory in life like they never would have thought possible. That's it's awesome. just mind blowing.
1: Yeah, I'm a big proponent of I like the nose up front. Like, so my free call is, or I say no obligation call because I don't sell, right? right? If you're good, if we're good, if exactly. we're good, I call them health strategy sessions. We strategize, we come up with a 90 day plan for you. And if you're a good fit for me and working with us, our online program is Stay Well Institute, it's great. Our avatars are pretty close and I'm in the same place. I love referring out because now I have a referral source for someone that might use you. And right. the world needs more wellness. There is no competition. We're such a sick, sick society that we really just need a lot of help. So there is yeah, no competition exa- yeah. in my, in my. I guess I do the heart-centered approach because there are wellness people that are just gonna take everybody in. and
0: it, Or are you it, gonna come to me in this Mayo Clinic where I have to travel when I'm sick and I'm going, why can't we do telemedicine with the doctors where I'm at? Are you having some hidden way of healing people that you don't want to share that's crazy magic
1: yeah it's just paradigms right it's just like and so you and i connect on all those levels which is cool awesome man i really enjoyed this conversation so i always ask this question because it's always good we always got to give them something to do right so if there's one thing people listening to this podcast this summit recording whatever we're doing right now is if there's one thing you wanted them to do to move one step further in their journey of health and wellness and and mind-body connection, what do you want them to do?
0: Honestly, just to sit by themselves and ask this question of themselves. Why am I doing what I'm doing? And sit there and write down all the reasons why you're doing what you're doing. And if they're not aligned with something that you're passionate about, start making adjustments to go in the direction you want. We got one life, you need to enjoy it. Do it because it's the right thing to do for you. Awesome.
1: Thanks for listening to the Beyond the Pills podcast. You can find Josh on LinkedIn and Facebook at Josh Rimini and on TikTok at Beyond the Pills. And if you enjoyed today's episode, we'd be forever grateful if you left a review wherever you get your podcasts. If you know somebody who wants to go beyond the pills, send them this episode. If you've got any specific questions or ideas for future episodes, reach out to Josh and send him a message. Thanks again for being a part of the Beyond the Pills community. We'll see you next time.